Welcome to Coffee and Converse. I'm Diane and this is a show for lifestyle entrepreneurs, those people building a business to support their life instead of living to build a business. If this is you, stick around for strategies on doing business more efficiently with more ease and in a way that feels oh so good to you. Hey, hey, today's guest, Ashley Hogreep, is an Airtable pro, and she uses it to help online business owners create streamlined systems and COO their businesses. I've dabbled in Airtable, but I've never quite made the switch completely from my beloved spreadsheets. So I'm curious about what I might be missing. Hey, Ashley, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and excited to talk about Nerd Out with you, for sure. Yes. Well, let's dive in with a bit about your business journey as a starting point. Cool. Yeah. So I have my business is called Do the Damn Thing and it's been active for about two years. So kind of a pandemic business, if you will. <laughs> I was working for three years before that with an online online business marketing expert named Mariah Cause. And she is like lovely, amazing, have have only great things to say about them. But you know that it's like you're in your business, and I think you had this in the corporate world where you're like, something is missing and I have to make make a switch. Turns out I'm in the strengths, like the Clifton Strengths Finders. My fifth strength is, um, what is it? It's significance. <laughs> I was like, oh, all these things work. I was uh, operations manager, so doing all the system stuff, but I wasn't the face of it. I was always in the background and I was like, this feels like a selfish thing, but I think that significance part is the thing that's been missing for me. So I left them um, and started my own business, which is now Do The Damn Thing, and really just took all of my systems, know-how, and kind of work in the online business world and started a course. And now I sell VIP days. And I, and I stumbled upon Airtable. I was like, oh, this is the missing piece for so many business owners I know. So I really niched down into that specific software. When I did that, my business like totally took off. So now I just preach the Airtable word and get people get people's systems organized. Well, I'm very excited about this. So why should I use Airtable? <laughs> so I think this is gonna be a fun conversation because you love spreadsheets and you are, are deep in that world. Really what I have found is that I have managed so many things inside of Google Spreadsheets. I've been a systems person my entire life. I was a tour manager for a rock band. I did international events and I ran those things out of spreadsheets like we all have, but it was just difficult. For example, if you have an event, a live event, and someone needs to see it in grid view versus calendar, like a calendar, someone makes a copy and then kind of makes the, makes the spreadsheet cells to be like a fake calendar, but then an event changes. And so it's like you have two different sources of truth and just it's, it was always hard and you almost needed a dedicated admin person just to like make sure all of the data was right. You know, I think spreadsheets are great for like numbers and projecting and all of those things, which is what they're designed to do. Spreadsheets designed to like hold that data, but really what it's not, a spreadsheet isn't a database and this is kind of nerdy, but it it's like doesn't hold all of your stuff as like one source of truth. So a lot of people with their group programs or something like that have like five different spreadsheets. One has their onboarding information. One has their dietary needs. If they're doing a little retreat, you know, all of those things are kind of floating in these spreadsheets. But what Airtable does is it brings it all together and you have like one source of truth. So you have like one client record, 
And then their dietary needs, their homework submissions, all of these things kind of link and connect in one central hub. I found spreadsheets aren't really great as hubs and like sources of truth. So that's really what Airtable Airtable does. It's a database software with like this familiarity of a spreadsheet. So it's similar. So that's kind of the main differences there. So it's essentially making it easier for people to do things like pivot tables or VLOOKUP, HLOOKUP, etc. Is there anything that Airtable can do? So you mentioned calendar view. I can honestly say I have never seen anyone create a calendar in Google Sheets or Excel. I was going like, I don't know where this is going. Is there yeah. a calendar function Pe- I knew nothing about? People do that with like, especially with like social media calendars, they'll make the big cells and like, or a launch calendar and they'll color it blue and say blue means admin work or purple means podcast, you know, things like that. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm with you. Yes. I have definitely had a color-coded spreadsheet similar to that. Yes. I'm very used to seeing that sort of thing. So other than being able to make a much more user-friendly and adaptable calendar, what are the other sort of perks of Airtable that someone might be missing in a spreadsheet? Yes. So the biggest thing for me is field types. So, you know, you can have that locked header in a spreadsheet and then you have pretty much like text or you can transform that into a phone number. There's some formatting stuff. With Airtable, it's much easier to organize those columns. Specifically, the the biggest one is attachments. So you can have an attachment field. They have a great app. So you could take a picture of something and it loads right into your little like Airtable record. Or you can, what I use it for is I'll be on a webinar or I'll be on a training and I have the, the slides up and my Airtable. And I'll take those screenshots and just drag it over into my notes section in that attachment. So it creates like what that row that's so simple in, an, in a spreadsheet is so much more robust. You can expand it and have all these attachments associated with it. And things like single select drop downs that are just, it's just more user friendly. I think especially if you have a team that is using a spreadsheet a lot, it's very easy for them to not like honor <laughs> oh, this, I've seen ones that's like, oh, this has been a phone number field, but about halfway through it became an email field. (laughs) It became a yes. And then they started using check boxes and then they started using X's. It's like, what does this mean? And with Airtable, you have, you can have those creative, like creative constraints there. It's like, this is a dropdown. There's four different options. Yes, you can do that in, in spreadsheets, but you have to be a little, it's more intermediate. And with, with Airtable, it's just so intuitive and it's made to do that versus with, with spreadsheets, you're kind of forcing it to be the thing you want it to be. I'm quietly chuckling, but not in a smug way, only because I have a spreadsheet for my podcast guest. So when a podcast guest applies, it auto-populates into a spreadsheet so that I have everything exactly like you were saying. I have everything for that person in that spreadsheet and after the first couple of interviews I realized I needed like an extra field and so what's happened is the spreadsheet columns are sort of one over about like four episodes down (laughs) and the headings don't tie back but I know exactly what I'm looking for but you're right in a team environment that would get really difficult and I also think for anyone who's ever used the spreadsheet we all know hashtag ref is like the bane of our lives. Yeah. And it's like your, your formulas can just get like the lookups and all the things can just get so wild in a way that's totally, if you have your SOPs documented, if everyone knows what's happening, that's great. But oftentimes people just kind of start a spreadsheet out of 
out of urgency. Like, okay, we just need to get some data organized. And it's like, you know, it's all here. And what's what else is great about Airtable that's a little, a little more complicated in the spreadsheet is the fact that you can filter and group things. So what oftentimes I see people do is let's say you had your 2019 podcasts and your 2020 podcasts is two different tabs. So it's all there, but it's like in these different tabs. With Airtable, it's all in in one big kind of record, one spreadsheet, if you will. But you can easily filter to say, I just want to see 2020. I just want to see 2021. And you can have those preset views, which again, possible in air in spreadsheets, but not fun or intuitive to to do. <laughs> yeah. So it definitely feels like Airtable makes some of the more advanced features, the things that you would ha- you would need to be r- very comfortable in Excel doing or in, s- in spreadsheets doing. Even Google Sheets doesn't have all the functionality of Excel. So even that sometimes is a bit much for me. I'm like, oh, it's not doing what I want. But it feels like it makes that accessible to somebody without kind of any real spreadsheet. Totally. And there's, there's built-in automations as well that are just so intuitive to use as well. So you can say, when someone submits their form in Airtable, update their main record to say form submitted. Like, and that's all built in and on the free plan. So it's again just super intuitive, all in one. So that's that's what I found is that teams teams can really dive in there and know exactly what's going on. When in a spreadsheet, it can be more 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 time to decode it and understand. Right. I think for me, it's the learning curve with Airtable. Like if I have somebody else's base, I know exactly what I'm doing in it. But the idea of having to kind of build my own, even when I know exactly what it looks like, it's just so much quicker for me to do it in a spreadsheet from an experience perspective. And that's my like systems philosophy is like, if a system is working for you, there is no need to hop into another thing that's shinier. Like if everyone's loving Airtable and you're like, "Ah, well, my podcast stuff in spreadsheets is working fine, but everyone says it's going to be better over here. It's like, stop that and just keep going with what you have. But for a lot of the people I work with, they're just not, it's just not working. Like it's, there's something that's not working. And with your skill set, you're like, this is my home. This is where I feel safe. I feel that way with Airtable. And so it just really depends on what, what system kind of resonates with you and what is the most intuitive. So this is not a mission for you to abandon your spreadsheets if they are working, but if it's feeling heavy, if it's feeling like they can't be maintained very well, then Airtable is a really great uh, solution and alternative for that. I promise you that 99.99% of people listening to this are not team spreadsheets. Mine is only because of like years of spreadsheets being my main home in my career. So let's talk about some of the fun, sexy things that Airtable does in your business and or in your clients' businesses. Because I think for some people, if they haven't encountered Airtable, they might not really have any idea of where they would be building it. I mean, maybe they're using Google Docs or a notebook right now. Yeah. So I really recommend, I call them hubs. So there's these sources of truth, each Airtable. It's just like, it's a, basically a spreadsheet that houses everything related to one department. So for example, I have what I've built, it's called a sales hub. So my sales hub is like, I will sing about this for the rest of my life. But essentially what was a problem for me, and I think a lot of kind of creative business owners are like, I want to help people. And I don't really like making money is just a secondary part of it. Like they don't treat their numbers as like the lifeblood of (laughs) their business. So I was just, you know, selling things without real goals, not really tracking how much I was making until, you know, 
the week after the last month. So I'm like, I had no control over February sales after March. So that was really, I was, you know, I quit my full-time job. I needed to make money. It wasn't just like an idea or a side project anymore. So what I did in Airtable was I set up all of, I had an online course in Kajabi. I set up in automation. So anytime I made a sale in Kajabi, that that sale went into my Airtable sales hub. So every sale automatically was coming into this one central place. And that's something that like I'm in my last strength is consistency. Like I will never look at my numbers and like bring bring things in and export and import, not gonna happen. <laughs> so those automations helped me kind of pass that barrier. But I, I opened up my sales hub. Like I was able to open it up every day because those sales would kind of trickle in. It was that little dopamine. It's like, oh, like this is going up. And January of, it was January of 2020. It was this this year. 2020 are we in? 2021. Yeah. I saw at January 24th, I was at like $8,300. And I was like, I had Kajabi and I was also doing VIP days. So I had Dubsado. So every kind of place, all these invoices were coming filtered into one central spot so I could see everything. And when I saw, I was like 8,300, like I'm almost to a 10 K month. That's never happened to me before. And I was like, all right, let's do this. I had like, you know, a week left in the month and I just like went for it. And I wouldn't have had that urgency or excitement if I didn't see those numbers every day coming through automatically. So I told, I told my audience, I was like, I'm about to hit my first 10K month. Like, this is so exciting. Here's some flash sales. Here's some stuff. People really want to celebrate you and cheer you on. <laughs> and so they were like, they were booking things for the, for months ahead. Some some girl sent me like $47 because I was like literally 47 away. It's just like a tip. And she was like, you've got this. But to watch those sales come through was like incredibly empowering and would not have happened if I didn't have those automated in one central spot. And now that I've, you know, we're almost to the end of the year, I can see every single sale I've made this entire year. And it's auto-summed, it's grouped by the month, so I can see what were the highest months, what were the lowest. I can also then group that data by product. So now I can, at the click of a button, see VIP days made 60% of my income this year. This thing made me 10%. Maybe I cut that. And really being able to have all of that data in one place so I can play around with it and really see it just like it can tell a story like your numbers can absolutely tell you a story and give you such such rich information if it's all in one place. <laughs> so the fact that it's all in one place in one hub has given me so much like confidence and excitement and like when I need to push and when I can kind of take a rest, you know, all of those things has been really, really exciting. And that's all because of my my Airtable sales hub. Right. It's it's amazing when you just have the tool that will will work with the thing that you can't willpower through. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just like, the, I believe so much. Like I have ADHD, I have depression, I know myself, and I need these systems to support me. And if it's going to be finicky, if I move a column, then everything is too off. I'm not going to fix that right away. So I kind of need something that is Ashley proof. <laughs> and that's really what I found Airtable, uh, Airtable and Zapier and automation software really can help me just put everything I would ever possibly need in one, in one central spot. And so in that sales hub, 
do you, because I always like to be like, oh, what can we add? This is exciting. Do you also have things like your pipeline? So if you have people who have booked for sales calls or you've been talking to on social or, you know, have opted in for the thing that you know, well, most people opt in for this and then they buy is all that kind of KPI and pipeline. Oh, yeah, it's all in there. So Airtable also has a web clipper, which is a lot of kind of apps do. I know Notion has it. So it sits at the top of your Chrome extension and you can save things from other parts of the web into your Airtable database right away. So something I do is every Instagram DM where someone is interested, I can easily save their information into my leads table in my sales hub, which you can't really do. There's not really an automated way to like track your leads in Instagram DMs, at least not right now. I do know some amazing people who are working on that, but right now it's like they just kind of exist in there. So I'm able to easily grab those with the web clipper, but I also have anytime someone opts into a freebie, they head over into my leads table and I get to see what they opted into, when they opted in, so I can have have that going. I also have a goal tracker for the year. So I kind of have, okay, here are my products, Here's what they sell for. Here's what I, how many I think I want to sell in January. So I really, it's almost like a profit playground. So I get to play around with that. And my sales, my actual sales automatically connect to my goal numbers. So I can automatically see I wanted a 10K month. I'm at 7,000. I've got 30% more to go. And I thought that VIP days were going to bring in all the, all the money, but it turns out this, this, this template did. So being able to see all of that, it's all like woven in and connected. I can see the lifetime value of my, my customers. So every sale is linked to that person's like client record. This is so nerdy, but then you can sort and be like, wow, this person has brought in $15,000 of my income. Maybe I should send them an extra gift this month. So all of that stuff is there. So again, it's all just like, it's all just data and numbers, but the way that you're able to kind of tell those stories in Airtable is, is so illuminating. That's exciting to me is is for people to be able to see their data and actually use their data because I definitely have a lot of conversations that are not based on data. (laughs) Yeah. And it's all based on like, it all feels like it's based on emotion. So that sounds amazing. It also sounds advanced. For me, I started playing around in other people's air tables, but I'm pretty confident playing around, right? It's very familiar ground for me. I just need to learn the new formula, basically. Where do you think people could start? What's the easiest thing for somebody to set up in their business? So I will say, so I have a group program, Systems Over Stress. The sales hub is the one, you know, we just talked about a lot of automations and numbers and things. People can typically set up with Airtable templates they can set something up within a day or two and start to see those things come in, which is awesome. But if someone is overwhelmed with Airtable and overwhelmed with automations and is just like, I want to try this thing out, I have another hub that I use all of the time. That's my business hub. So that really exists as the place where all of the key aspects of my business live. So I, it's my second brain. So my team doesn't have to come to me and ask me like, hey, where's that link? Hey, what Calendly link do you have? It's just all in in one central place that has no automations. <laughs> it's just like a, it's a true kind of database. You're kind of dipping your toe in. So for example, when someone books a call with me, you don't even have to automate this part, but you could open up when you're about to hop on a call with someone, take your notes in a call notes section with the date, 
who is there. That way, every single call that you've ever had is in one place versus in Google Docs or in a Post-it note or in a Gmail draft, which was like what I would do in a pinch. So just really starting to train yourself of, okay, I, I have calls. Where do those notes live? In one place in our business hub. So that way, if you are starting to hire, there is there's a foundation there for, for your business. So you're, someone can walk into your business hub. We also set up a software inventory. So like, what's all the software you use in your business? Like, do we pay for that annually or monthly? How often do we use it? Putting our SOPs, our standard operating procedures in one place. So it's not a Google Drive folder, then, then is grouped by category. And then there's a Google Doc for each <laughs> kind of each SOP. That to me is kind of like an, the old way of organizing, which is like, yes, seems organized, looks organized, easy to find, but it's kind of this like rabbit hole of information versus with something like an Airtable database. You can say, here's how we record podcasts. Here's the Loom link, and here's a link to all of the software we use for that or some, something like that. So it's kind of this one-stop shop for everything, um, everything in your business. So I have my vendors in there, my team details, those call notes, really just thinking a little bit more broadly of not just like, oh, how do I use Airtable, but like really how can I create sources of truth in our business and have like a one place for everyone to go. And I found that Airtable is the best solution for that, but really stepping out. Some people love Notion. It's like, if you want to have a business hub or a sales hub in Notion, try it out. (laughs) But really zooming out and thinking about those sources of truth is a really great first step. I was the person who accidentally deleted an entire folder of work in my corporate career. And that's okay because you have entire IT teams who are there to go and help you recover it. Google is not helping you recover your form. So I think it's an interesting idea that even if you have it all in Google, that maybe you have an Airtable backup or vice versa. Like I... Again, consistency is not my strength. I am not going to organize my Google Drive. Like it's never, it's not fun to me. It's not intuitive to me. But what I have instead is I have a quick link section that I was just in a course recently. They had like a calculator spreadsheet. And I was like, I'm just going to take this link. It's in my drive somewhere and put it in my quick links under calculator. (laughs) Have the link there. So it's easier to like quickly locate things versus like going, like seeing the folder, beautiful folder convention with the subfolders and all of those things, which are great to have. But for me, I just needed something, especially as a a team of one, when I started out, like I just needed a quick place to go. And that's really helped my team a lot as well. And I often think that a lot of people, myself included, are really bad at naming folders, the same thing or files, the same thing every time. Yeah. And it's so easy to, I like when people, I love when they do this, I do this as well. It's like, if you have a Google doc, they'll make it. So it's a copy. So it's like, Hey, do you want to make a copy of this? And you press copy, but then you forget that you copied it. Then you copy it again. And now there's a copy of copy of copy, copy, copy. It's like, there's so many copies. And I'm just like, I don't have time to see which one is right. Just like, I want, I'll grab the first one. And then that's where I'll go and look because it can just get like, the amount of untitled documents I have in my Google Drive is wild. <laughs> and instead of like forcing myself to be the version of organized that, you know, we're supposed to be or a, a systems person is supposed to be, I'm just not interested in that. And I'm not I'm not interested in telling people like, oh, you have to have this naming convention. And if you don't, you're a bad business owner, you can't scale or whatever that is. It's like figure out 
the minimum viable that you can do and then create those systems because that's the only way they're going to be sustainable for you. I wonder if Airtable will be the thing that finally organizes all my stock photos. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you know, you could have those folders if they have different categories, you can then group them by category and there's 10 links of 10 different folders and you just go there. Yeah. You know, they don't have categories. You know that they're all in like one folder called stock pictures. And I'm the type of person in those memberships who downloads everything, whether they're on brand or not, because I don't know. One day, my brand color might be deep purple. Right. You never know. <laughs> and, <Right? laughs> yeah, and I don't even I don't even go to Google Drive anymore to store stuff. Like this morning, I was going through that course, and they said, here's a PDF. I did not drop that PDF in my drive. I dropped it into my section for the course under attachments. So it's just there. And there's not even, you know, I'm not necessarily worried about those type of things if Airtable, God forbid, goes under one day and like they have tons of backup processes as well, but I'm just like, I don't need it in the drive. So why even try to put it there if I can just have it in my business hub where I'm going to go anyways? And I guess at least if something goes wrong in your Airtable, you have a hope of actually reaching someone in customer service. I can't imagine even trying. The Airtable community is just so incredibly supportive. One, they have a back. You can't really make a mistake because you can back up bases like they from the pro plan. They save a year of history. (laughs) So you can go back to last year and find how your base looked, you know. So there's that. But the Airtable community and the support is just like so robust. It's really I'm, I'm, I should be sponsored by them. I'm not, <laughs> but it's just amazing how people love, like it's often considered like a no code community. Like people like, it's like you're doing these advanced things that databases, you used to have to have like a dedicated coder to create these things. And now with the technology, we can make these things on our own as someone who's never even thought of JavaScript or thought of all these things, you know, and all of that stuff. So it's been really cool to just see this technology grow to truly support us in building our businesses because that's what we want it to do. I don't want you to be a systems expert. I want you to get what you need and then be able to to do the work that you're supposed to be, you want to be doing in life. As I said, I started by stealing, well, not stealing, I was gifted other people's templates or bases as a starting point, or I've bought a couple of them. Any chance people can steal an Ashley template as their first step? Oh, for sure. So I am launching a template shop for Black Friday, which I'm very excited about. So people can follow along for that. But right now I have a free call notes template. So I was saying that before, basically what this template does, it's a very easy Airtable base that you can download for free. And it's also has an automation that will feel like your mind has been blown. (laughs) So typically I also like, I'm bad at follow-up. It's something I'm ashamed of, but it's just a part of me. Like I would say, oh, I'm going to get that to you with the follow-up notes. And then I would have to compile them. And that would take time because it'd be like, you know, decoding what I said, (laughs) like my shorthand, all that stuff. But with this template, basically we have it. So you are writing your notes inside of the email that you can automatically send. So if we were on a call, I'd be taking the notes inside of my Airtable record and I could click a button, a dropdown that says email ready to send. And that's going to automatically send this formatted email to the person you had the call with right away using a free inside of Airtable automation. So it is magic. (laughs) And like it is helps. I 
it's just true. Our turnaround time matters. And so if you just got off a call with a lead and you just sent them a super easy, like formatted, beautiful email with like, hey, here are our talking points. Here's our next steps. If you have any questions, let me know right away. That can, you know, make them buy faster. It can make them trust you more. It can just... Even with clients, it can help with your client experience when you're sending wrap-up notes. So there's truly so many ways you can use this just very simple automation. So that's there. It's easiest to find on my bio um, on Instagram, which is do the damn thing underscore. So I'm sure that'll be linked. But that's the first one I love for people to do because it's like dipping your toe in an automation that I walk you through. There's tons of videos and stuff, but people are just like, how did this just happen? Like I just set up an automation, which just feels so exciting for people when they thought that like this stuff is so complicated to set up because it's it's really not once you kind of just start to dive in and and let that fear kind of dissipate from you. <laughs> yeah, once you kind of see that it is possible for you. Awesome. So to finish up, I always ask a couple of questions of all my guests. First up, what is your number one lifestyle boundary for your business? Ooh, that's a great question. I really don't do text. Sometimes someone will find my phone number and it'll slide in and I'm very easy to say, hey, we don't talk here. We talk here. So all those places people can find you or expect things from you, that's not for me. Like other people's urgency is not my urgency. And it's something I've had to learn over time for sure. Definitely. I would be, if somebody texted me, I would be horrified. Yeah. I just, you know, it's, it, people mean well. And I do really believe, like I learned the hard way. It's like, people don't know if they're um, stepping over your boundaries if you don't communicate them. So it's never, in the beginning, I was like, well, I never said you couldn't text me. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is something to add to the boundary list. So now I'm, I'm really good at communicating those up front. So everybody knows, I think it can get really toxic to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this person texted me. It's like, well, did you ever say they couldn't? Then it's not, it's not necessarily all, all on them. So that's something I've learned over time for sure. Okay, finally, what is the worst piece of cookie cutter advice you've been given as an entrepreneur? To be consistent. I'm like, (laughs) that's so just like show up on Instagram live every day or just like review your metrics on the third of the month. It's like just those type of, that type of feedback does not work for me because of ADHD, because of depression, because of fatigue. I just don't like, it's just, I'm not going to do it. So pretty much anytime anyone's just like, just be consistent. There's so many other factors underneath that. It's like, even I'm an obliger on the four tendencies, which is, I know Courtney Shaw talked about that in another podcast episode where I'm like, I can't just do it because I want to do it. Like I have to figure out other ways. So I think Yes, consistency isn't important, but you have to figure out how to make it work for you. And just saying like, just show up is not, is not useful. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of the time for some people, that's really easy. Like it, it's their jam to be there live. And if you ask them to do anything systemsy, which is super easy for you, they would have that same response, but they still feel it's okay to tell you to be their kind of consistent. And it comes from a good place. They mean well. They just don't get that it's not the same for everyone. No. And I start, like, my group program, pretty much any person I work with, I have them run through some personality tests first. So we're thinking about their brain um, in the context of these systems because just because it worked for me doesn't mean it's going to work for them, even with – with how flexible Airtable is, is we can still set it up in a way that works for your brain, even though we're kind of in the same platform, but there's still so many different ways you can set it up to really make it support you. 
This has been super interesting. I'm definitely like more inclined to go and have like more of a nose around to like learn the formula, you know. So if other people want to chat to you on the socials, can you just remind them of your Instagram? Yes. So it's do the damn thing underscore. And I'm on there all the time. I love DMs. So feel free to shoot me a DM and we can nerd out about your table together. (laughs) Yes. And you know that whatever you send her is going into the air table, right? Yes. (laughs) You will be housed in a place. (laughs) Awesome. Ashley, this has been so fun. Thank you so much. Of course. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow the podcast and leave us a review.